Hey friend, welcome back to the Vision Driven Health Podcast. We are wrapping up a series focused on confidence, particularly confidence in your body. So many of us have or do struggle with thoughts that are so mean about our bodies, having a difficult time looking at ourselves in the mirror, feeling this immense pressure to lose weight so that we can X, Y, Z, whatever that is for you. And in today's conversation, we're going to challenge a lot of those, those dynamics. We're going to look at, you know, what, what's diet culture? What are the pitfalls that so many of us fall into and how can we look at this from a healthy, holistic perspective? I'm excited for you to hear this. It's a great capstone for this series on confidence and we're going to go ahead and get into it. Do you find yourself struggling to consistently implement healthy habits? Do you lack energy, confidence, and motivation because of stress, overwhelm, and shame for having not gotten it together by now? Friend, there is hope and grace for your health. Hey, I'm Robin Ryan McDonald, host of the Vision Driven Health Podcast. I'm a follower of Jesus, a wife, a mama of two, and a seminarian turned health coach. And I'm so excited that you're here. I found myself in my early 20s captive to cravings and convenience, 20 pounds heavier, super tired, with a face full of acne. I could not figure out how to maintain healthy habits until I discovered the power of aligning my choices with God's vision. 10 years and two kids later, by the grace of God, I'm still prioritizing my health and feeling amazing. If you are over quick fixes and are ready to feel good in your own skin, then grab a giant water bottle and let's dive on in. By the way, welcome to October. If you didn't think the holidays are here, you're still trying to hang on to summer like I am. They are here and I invite you to join me in the Healthy Weight Loss Framework. This is a six-step course that is going to show you how to lose weight the simple, healthy way based on my proven sustainable health method. And to make sure you make it to the end of the year healthier than you started, I'm including my Hope and Health Through the Holidays mini course that will make sure you're clear on how to create healthy habits without giving up those pumpkin spice lattes, because I know I'm not. (laughs) Sign up today at visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash course, or use the link in the show notes. All right, friends, I have a friend of mine from college, actually. We played volleyball together. We're both in the tall club. She's 5'11", 5'10". Yeah, 5'11". and 5'11". I'm six feet, and which has nothing to do with our topic today, but just <laughs> fun background on Spencer. Commonality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shared, shared interests, shared things. So Spencer has been in the sports medicine industry for 11 years, and four and a half years ago, her health was declining, and she decided to take action. And of course, the doctors only wanted to prescribe medication instead of looking for the root cause of her issue. And She ended up taking matters into her own hands. She went to a holistic doctor and she was able to receive the help she needed to change her life. And at that point, 
she knew that was her calling. And she actually went back to school to become a holistic nutrition consultant. Spencer, I'm so excited to have you on and welcome. Thank you, Robin. I'm so excited that you invited me to come on. I'm so excited just to share my journey with you and your audience. Well, perfect, because my first question for you actually has to do with, I think for both of us, is a big influence and a driver in what we do. How does your faith in God and your relationship with Jesus influence your passion for supporting others and creating a holistic, healthy lifestyle? Yeah, so just to, you know, with my background, when it comes to Christianity, I think it's so important to be able to love others and want the best for them. And I feel like that reflects with what I've grown up with when it comes to, you know, Christianity, just having that relationship with God, like he wants the best for me. So, you know, why don't I want the best for other people? And having that, you know, a servant's heart, just going above and beyond just to to help individuals live their best life. And I want them to be able to succeed in life. And I really do re- feel like that reflects with Christianity. At the end of the day, you know, God wants to see you thrive and live your life to the fullest because we only have one life. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that we we see that in John ten ten where Jesus says, "I've come to give you life and give you life abundantly." And we see the life of Jesus, and he's the ultimate servant. He's the one who has demonstrated what it looks like to not only love on others and to be servant hearted, but also has given us an extreme value for health. And you know, we think of his ministry, we think of his life, and he spent so much time healing physical bodies. Um, so I love that. That's a part of your foundation, Spencer. And so to get into our topic today, I I know that we share a lot of commonality and passion to see women experience freedom from diet culture. And I think that phrase maybe gets thrown around a bit. Maybe those listening have heard of that, maybe not. Um, certainly, I know a lot of listeners have been on plenty of diets. <laughs> um, so Spencer, how do you define diet culture and how would someone know if they're actually in the middle of it? So the way I would like define diet culture, I would say it is focusing not on your overall health and well-being in focusing on longevity. It is more, I believe, a quick fix. Mm-hmm. So you can lose weight, a certain amount of weight and time mm-hmm. and you don't talk about, okay, but how can we make this weight loss sustainable. And, and realistically, if you want to lose 20 pounds, it should take you a couple of months to lose it, not a month, you know, and that's something yes. that I feel like it is just a quick fix. And let's focus on eating as as little as possible too. And as it, it comes across to me, it's more of like a starvation where you're just focusing on Shakes, don't get me wrong, they're fabulous. I, I drink them as well. But if you're just focusing on like liquid diet or crash diets instead of focusing on eating like quality food, that's something I, I feel like as well. And we're so focused on how we look as well. And I think diet culture just really hones in on like you should look quote unquote skinny and you should just focus on your looks versus like longevity. Um, and that's something I feel like people, if you feel like you're having that pressure of like, oh my gosh, I need to lose this because not because I want to, but because society is telling me I should, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's when you know that you're in diet culture. You know, you want to get this quick fix. You know, why? 
So that's something I feel like it's just this pressure. I mean, you can feel this pressure of trying to feel like you have to lose X amount of weight, you know, because tens of magic number, you know, like that's, that's, pounds, I feel like yeah. that's when you, yeah, I feel like that's, that's like the magic number. And that's something that you're like, oh no, like, okay, I am in the diet phase. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that there's something to be said too about the, yes, like you're saying the pressure, there's a, a definition in diet culture of what is beautiful or what's acceptable. And that acceptable, you know, could be how you look. It could be also what you're, you're doing, how you're eating. I know that diet culture, you know, if you're curious, if you're in or not in it or not, it usually feels very restrictive and it feels like you oftentimes people who are in the middle of it, they just can't wait until they can get out of it. It's like, you know, you're like, I, you know, I just got to do this for however many more days and then I'll hit my goal and then I'm done. Right. It's like, it's like you said, it's a quick fix. It's temporary or, or even during the middle of the week where people are like, oh man, I can't wait till I can have my treat day or my cheat day. Like if you feel the need for that, then there's a good chance, you know, you're in that diet culture. It's, it, it basically comes down to being a means to an end and it creates this obsessive behavior. Like I love, you keep emphasizing it's, it's about, you know, the looks or it's about these other things, the weight, et cetera. And it's like, you keep talking about, it's not about longevity. It's not about that actual true health, which, you know, it sounds like from your story, you maybe probably were looking more for that, like, you know, the diet culture result, and then you discovered the true health. Can you talk just a little bit more about like where you were when you maybe felt more of that diet culture within your own self before you discovered this holistic approach? With my experience with diet culture, I know it started when I was in high school, you know, and it was something that like, I just focused on the numbers. I don't really know why I felt like I needed to lose weight because looking back, I look back and I'm like, why, why did I feel like I had to have that pressure, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that I just focused on the numbers. And I remember I would step on the scale and, you know, and I, my mom and I would do like these 1200 calorie diets and, you know, and that's something I think, you know, it's not talking bad about my family. It's just we've all grown up. It's like that cycle mm-hmm. where it would be like my grandma that felt like she needs to lose weight. And my mom felt that way. And, you know, and that's something that I think it was just like a learned behavior as well. And that's something where I felt like in high school, too, I just wanted to lose weight. And I remember I got down to 146 pounds. And for me... At 5'11". Yeah. Yeah. 5'11". That is not good. And I remember I was just sitting in the car and I remember it to this day and I I feel like my body is just deteriorating on the inside, you know, and it was just this diet and shocker. I put on weight pretty quickly, you know, because I it wasn't anything sustainable. So it started mm-hmm. when I was in high school and I, for a very, very long time, I felt like I had to lose weight because that was when it determined like my worthiness. And mm-hmm. I, and that's something like, oh, when I'm this number on scale, then I will be happy. And when you get to it, you're like, oh, I'm still not happy. <laughs> that is so, I think that's so important for listeners to key in on. And even within our, if you, if for those who are listening, if you find yourself looking at a certain weight as that place where you're going to be happy. Oftentimes those numbers 
it's a number that we weighed when we were in high school. It's a number we weighed in college or before we had kids. And so we think, oh, I was happy then and I felt a certain way. And so we associate that happiness with the number when the reality is I love that you also tied it to worthiness. And at the end of the day, I mean, we need to know our worthiness, our value. It's grounded our identity in Christ, like hands down. And it's from that worthiness. It's from that place of knowing who we are in him that we can actually create habits that will last because if it's coming without knowing that, then those habits will always, always friends. They will always stop. They will, they will not continue. You will find yourself falling off track because they are not grounded in what matters, what's weighty, what's worthwhile. So Spencer, what are the main pitfalls of diet culture that you see? Like what it's like, ah, man, like this is what you fall into. One, I, you know, I've already been talking about it, but weight loss is one of them. That mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. You know, everybody just wants to lose weight. And that's something I remember we were talking about. You know, of course, like I want people to lose weight. That feels like at the end of the day. But yes, you know, if they want to lose weight, that's wonderful. But I want us to make sure that we're looking at why do you feel like you need to? Yes. And that that's something. So I feel like weight loss is mm-hmm. one of the, the pitfalls. And Another pitfall is just you're not eating quality food. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot like if you see a lot of these diets, you know, they'll send you like prepackaged food. And, and if you look at the ingredients, you're like, oh my goodness, you're really putting this into your body. You know, right. you're not, you're not eating quality, simple food. Right. So that's something, another pitfall I see. And, you know, and I think like the pitfall as well is that we're putting like, numbers like not only scale but like oh if i'm a size six if i'm a size you know they want they want to attach this number Mm -hmm. you know like we were talking about earlier number on a scale how many pounds are you losing and also for some reason i just feel like they have to put these numbers like if you get into the double digits of wearing jeans that's going to make you be fantastic and like Mm -hmm. some some women just you know, like we shouldn't attach that to our worthiness. Like what I was just talking about, we shouldn't attach. Oh, by the size six, absolutely. And I, it is—it's challenging because I think, you know, we those pitfalls are so easy to fall into. And even what you're saying about the food quality, I think another—I guess—another way to say it is fall into the pitfall of being willing to eat or do anything to, to hit that weight loss goal or that pant size, like you're saying. And that's a huge pitfall because if you're willing to compromise your actual health for the sake of a number on the scale, there's definitely something you want to pause, put the brakes on and think about for a second of like, wait, I'm consuming packaged foods and the ingredients in these packaged foods are not like totally beneficial to me. And I've Mm -hmm. heard people say like, oh, but it's better than like the fast food that you'd eat or like it's better than like what you were doing before. And I get that. At the same time, I guess, you know, the work that we do, I'm like, but you could eat really good, clean, whole foods (laughs) and transform your true whole health. Like it's not like you're saying, it's not just the scale. So, yeah, I I think a lot of people really and, and they're so easy to fall into. You know, I know both of us are saying this and we're not saying it because there's shame to be put on anybody. We've both, I know I've fallen into the pitfall myself. Like I was 
all about the teeny bopper magazines and for sure <laughs> eat these five foods to lose five pounds and do these exercises for a six pack. I'm like, Oh my goodness. What are the exercises? Like, tell me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, flip yeah. into that page in the magazine in the grocery aisle. Like, so we totally, totally get it. So then my next question for you, Spencer is what then does a holistic healthy lifestyle look like to you? And what's the hope and goal you have for your clients? So what I define as holistic is not just about food. It's about your mindfulness, your intentions. Like, are you, you know, finding that correlation of, okay, why am I, why am I not eating the best foods? How am I feeling? You know, when also like look at your sleep quality, your sleep, you know, your recovery, your physical activity, you know, and that's something that I feel like is so important. So like the holistic is like a bigger picture and not just about food and weight loss. So that's something that I find so important. And my, my goal would be for my clients. I love to just help everybody and everybody is in, everybody's their own unique individual. Right. And I respect that. And I want to make sure that they feel like they are being respected in what they want. Mm-hmm. So I don't just, I don't just have this big, like, this is what we're going to do for everybody because it doesn't work for everybody. Right. And because everybody's lives are so different. You might have like a single mom you're working with, you know, you might, you might have someone who, I don't know, like, it's just what I'm saying is everybody is so different. And that's something that is so important that needs to be acknowledged. And I, I really pride myself in that. I just, I acknowledge everybody is so unique and I want to make sure that they are respected and they see the goals from working with. Yeah. So I'm hearing you say with, you know, the, from a holistic standpoint, it's not just food, which I think when we think of health, it's so easy to only think about food and exercise, food and exercise. And like you're saying, there's so much more to it. There's the sleep. And I know for people who are super stressed out, we can give you whatever meal plan, exercise, whatever. But if you're stressed out of your mind, like your body cannot like lose weight and process things efficiently or accordingly, you're not getting enough sleep, all those things. And I love what you're saying too, is all these different holistic factors are going to be different from person to person. And so with your, with your program and your clients, you are, you really want to make sure it's like, Hey, I see you. I see what's unique about you. I understand like you've got this element and you've got this going on in your life. And I understand that this is part of your health journey. I understand this is your goal. How do we craft something that is going to serve your unique needs? Is, am I hearing that correctly? Oh, no, for sure. For, for sure. And I want them to feel respected because, you know, for me, like say, for example, if I have a client who just had a baby and, you know, she just wants to get back on track, obviously sleep is not going to be there. You know? Amen. And just, yeah. And you're, and you're, you're not going to have it for me. I just have a fur baby. So sleep for me is wonderful. <laughs> so like, I, I'm not going to be like, you need, you need your eight hours because I know I will lose that person because they're not going to be feeling heard or seen. Sure. You know? yeah. And that's something that's so important because I, I want them to have that trust factor with me too. Right. So it's so, yeah, I want everybody to be heard. <laughs> yes. I would be in that same boat. I my little guy is about to be one years old and he is still waking up twice in the middle of the night. And I'm like, baby boy. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm like, yes, I'd love eight hours of sleep. Um, at the same time though, I will say I could go to bed earlier. Like, even though I have to wake up in the middle of the night, like I could totally go to bed earlier. And I will say for all my listeners, this is one of my biggest health vices 
is once the boys are down, I just want some me time. And so I stay up, even though I don't need to stay up. And I would benefit sleep-wise from going to bed. Like, it's like, all right, they're down. Now I'm going to go down. But then it's like, well, good gosh. Like, I just want some me time. So anyways, you could coach someone in that place of like, okay, like, I hear you. And what does it look like to go to bed earlier? So all all that to say, but I love that you have that, like, mentality of like, I just want to, like, like you said, respect your context. And I think that's so mm-hmm. cool and so, so powerful. So I'm, I imagine people are listening and they're just like, oh, Spencer's the sweetest. Like, that's so cool. Okay. I hear you like diet culture. I don't want to be in that. I do want to take a holistic approach. What would you say, you know, just for people to have some practical takeaways for some healthy habits from this episode, what would be those first steps you would encourage them to do? Yeah. So for me, what I like to do with clients is, you know, for the first just three days in a row, just to outline like what they're eating for breakfast, yeah. lunch, dinner, what, you know, liquids that they're drinking. And then I have them do like a five minute journal at the end of the day, just to, to reflect on the mind body connection. Mm-hmm. So that's something that is really, really simple to do. I like simple. I like easy. I don't want people to feel overwhelmed because I know it's very overwhelming um, to want to change your lifestyle. And I feel like everybody's like, even I'm at the fault where I'm like, okay, I need to change my whole life now. <laughs> and it's just, you need to do something simple. And that's something that's great because you don't need to have an actual journal. Do you have a scrap piece of paper? Do you have a post-it note? We all have some type of paper around. So, you know, I would say for at least three days and see that trend and just be honest with yourself. And that's something that I tell my clients. It's not me judging you, but it's me helping you like identify what's going on. And I think people are going to be surprised that most people are under eating quality food. And who doesn't want to like lose weight by eating more food? That's amazing to me. (laughs) Amen. Awesome. So I mean, and I, I would 100% agree to take time every single day and just become aware, write down what you're eating, write down how you're feeling. I was just telling a friend of mine, she's not even a client because she's like, I'm trying to figure out like what's going on with my body. And I'm like, okay, well, do you know what you're eating on the days you feel this way? And sometimes like we just, we don't like, we know that we don't feel good or we like kind of have an idea, but there's something to be said about writing it down and being able to look at it even for just a week and like being able to say like, okay, wait a second, Tuesday and Thursday, I was feeling super tired and I ate, you know, the pretzel bag, right. You know, as a snack and you know, my blood sugar spike or whatever, like maybe they wouldn't know the blood sugar thing, but it's like, oh, I identified these patterns. And then having someone like you, they'd be able, you'd be able to say, oh, Hey, like I can see, you know, why that pattern would affect you that way because X, Y, Z. So I think that's a, a great, great first tip. So I know you, you know, you've mentioned it a couple of times, you do have a program. What is your program, Spencer? And what does that entail? So my program is called Mindfulness Matters. And it's focusing on like what I just talked about, the mind-body connection. And the goal is to help you feel good from the inside out and breaking away from that diet culture. And it's not just about the weight loss. It's about, you know, do you feel fatigued all day? Do right. you have joint, joint pain? You know, how is your skin feeling? Do you feel like you have inflammation? You know, so it's like we're focusing on a bigger picture of like, yeah. let's focus on, you know, instead of taking away, let's focus on adding in like increased energy, better sleep, you know, 
quality physical activity, what does that look like to you? So that's mm-hmm. something that I make sure with this program, like I said earlier, it's very catered to what that client will need at the end of the day. And I just want them to feel good from the inside out of becoming more mindful, like, oh, okay, you know what, today I didn't have enough water. That's why I'm feeling like really tired and kind of blah. Or today, you know, I had too much caffeine. That's why I'm feeling a little too anxious. So it's something, you know, at the end of the day, they can have in the back of their head. Okay, I have these tools now because I'm more mindful of what I'm putting in my body, how I'm feeling. So that's that's what my goal is for my. Yeah, so they end up they end up coming out of your program feeling so much more clear on their own body and how it works. Mm-hmm. And they're able mm-hmm. to almost like self-diagnose by the end of it, what they need and how they can truly benefit in those ways. Does that sound right? Yeah, no, for sure. Yes, it absolutely does. Awesome. Well, Spencer, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate your thoughts and your passion to see and like I said, a passion that I share with you to see women break free from this diet culture, to know their worthiness and value, to experience that freedom and awareness of their own bodies. Um, so thank you so much. If people want to connect with you, how can they do that? So you can follow me. I'm active on Instagram at season with Spence and it's S P E N S E no C, or <laughs> you can also email me, uh, seasoned with Spence at gmail.com. Perfect. And I will put those in the show notes for anybody who wants to connect with Spencer. And again, Spencer, thank you so, so much for your time and look forward to seeing how people benefit from what you've shared today. Thank you for having me. Friend, I really appreciate you joining me today and listening to the Vision Driven Health Podcast. I hope this episode inspired you, supported you, and blessed you in some way. If it did, would you be so kind as to take two minutes to leave me a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts? That would really mean a ton because the more reviews and shares this gets, the more people can find this podcast and be blessed and encouraged in creating their own Jesus-centered, sustainable, healthy lifestyle. If you want to hang with me and other Jesus-loving ladies who are creating healthy habits that last, be sure to join my free Facebook group. You can use the link in the show notes to join. Be blessed with hope, joy, and health. I'll see you next week.